Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter Uplift Desk, a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work. And that's just the beginning of what Uplift Desk has to offer. With an emphasis on ergonomics and customization, Uplift Desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals. Whether you're coding, designing, or podcasting, like I am right now, the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality. What makes Uplift Desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation, but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace. With options to customize from over 100 desktop materials and a plethora of accessories, Uplift Desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours, promoting better posture and movement throughout the day. And here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting today. Go to upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting for 5% off your order. That's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting to get 5% off your entire order. Your health, your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get 5% off your entire order today. Have you ever had that heart-stopping moment when you realized you forgot the password to a critical account? I have, and that's exactly why I switched to 1Password years ago, and honestly, it's been a game-changer. I can't do without 1Password, and I know that if you give it a try, you will feel the same way. And when you support our sponsors, then you support the show. So I encourage you to check out what 1Password has to offer one of the things 1Password has to offer is it combines top-tier security with an award-winning design, making password management a breeze for anyone, anywhere. From the moment I started using 1Password, I said goodbye to the days of resetting passwords and worrying about security breaches. You see, 1Password isn't just about convenience. It's about saving you from the real cost of data breaches and the daily time suck of password resets. It works seamlessly across all your devices, filling in passwords for you so that you can sign in with a click. And the best part, all you need to do is remember one strong password that protects everything else. I've been using 1Password for as long as I can remember. My family is using it. Everyone in this household has bought in. It's, again, a game changer. It's completely transformed how I handle my digital security and my family feels the same way. We've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again, or sticky note reminders or having that notebook that says passwords I must remember. Plus, 1Password is trusted by millions, including giants like IBM and Slack. With 1Password, my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure, but infinitely simpler. And look, if you've ever been frustrated by a family member constantly asking for passwords, 1Password's secure sharing has been a total relationship saver for me. It's so secure that the Associated Press relies on it in high-risk areas, which means it's more than capable of keeping your digital life safe and streamlined. So why not make the switch? Protect yourself, your family, and your business with 1Password. It's the simple and secure way to manage your digital life. And right now, listeners of A Productive Conversation get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom slash productive convo. 
That's two free weeks at onepassword.com slash productive convo. Again, onepassword.com slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepassword.com slash productive convo for two free weeks. Check it out today. Welcome to A Productive Conversation. It's me, Mike Vardy, and I am joined by perhaps my most frequent collaborator on podcasts outside of Michael Schechter, and it's my friend Patrick Roan. I've known Patrick for a long time. He's written books like Enough and Minimal Mac, and he is a uh, true uh, true renaissance man, I guess, is probably the best way for me to put it, but we always have great conversations, and, and not all of them get recorded. They probably all should, because there's a lot of great insights that come out of them. And uh, if you've heard him on the program before, all you have to do is, if you're subscribed, go back and listen to some of the ones from the archives. This is one that I thought I'd bring to the fore because every one of them, you know, there's some gold in there. Um, There's this phrase that I throw around quite a bit, and I always credit Patrick uh, for it. Uh, Saying no is saying yes to other things. As a matter of fact, it's funny. I think I said this during my Creative Live um, course or class a few years ago, and people accredited it and they attributed it to me, but it's not me. It was Patrick that said it. So um, he really gets boundaries. He's really, um, I mean, he's just a a great guy. And I'm glad I can bring this conversation back up for you. So here it is, uh, an episode from The Vault, Patrick Roan on a productive conversation. Enjoy. So how have you been? I'm recording, by the way, just so you know. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a complicated question. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh-huh. Um, when you're head down into a project for a significant period of time, when you finally get the project finished, and we'll talk about finishing a project, by the way, in a sec. But once you get the project finished and you've shirked so many other projects and responsibilities for the sake of this one for so long, your head comes up out of it and suddenly it's like, okay, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what to do with myself if I'm not working on this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so I think it takes a little while I think that's the one thing we don't plan for, especially when it comes to big projects, that we don't plan for um, providing the period in between where you're a little bit lost. Yeah. Yeah. Where you need to kind of get your normal rhythm back. Yeah. You you almost need like a recovery period or just a re re indoctrination of sorts. Like you're coming, you know, it's like, it's like when, um, you know, when astronauts go to space and then they come back to Earth. And I mean, it's, I'm and they being, can't walk. Yeah. Know? I'm being reductive, but yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, it's funny. Um, I'm about to head into that phase myself, you know, where I'm working on a deep project. Possibly now, the interesting thing is there's going to be two deep projects that I'm going to basically have to alternate between, which might be even more 
Um, I think that might be easier, to be honest, because it's not like digging super, like I'll be digging deep into both, but I've got them structured in a way that allows me to say, okay, on this day, I work on this, on this day, I work on this kind of thing, Um, which is how I've been practicing with my reading. You know, my reading workflow has been very much on this day, I read this book, and on this day, I read this book, which which has kind of helped me for this next phase of creation. But yeah, I could, I mean, it, it it's like even after travel, right? Like, I mean, I'm going on a trip as, as we're recording this. I leave for a trip next Tuesday and I'm gone from the 16th of February until the 1st of March, you know, and I'm traveling from the West coast. Yeah. It's it. The trip is West coast uh, to East coast, back to West coast, up North, then home. All in Canada. No, no, it's, it's a quick stop in LA, like an overnight, just because of the way the flights worked out. You know, I don't want to leave first thing in the morning. So um, I'm overnighting in LA. Then I fly from LA to Washington, DC to attend the dad summit. Um, and then from there, I take the uh, Bolt bus to New Jersey to spend a couple days in Jersey. And then I fly from Jersey to Vancouver. And then my family meets me in Vancouver and we fly up to Whitehorse, which is in the Yukon because there's a winter festival up there. Jeez. Yeah. I think I have a stop in Minneapolis along the way, like a, like a, like a layover, like a quick, okay. quick stop layover in Minneapolis because it's Delta. So Delta yeah. from, from Liberty to, but but I, you know, I mean, I've, I've kind of set up myself so that I can, can do that travel with all my, you know, my fundamental stuff that needs to be done in advance. I tend to do that. But when you, when you're finished traveling, it's like you need, my wife's even said this, she says, you need like three or four days just to not do anything. And just to kind of re-enter back yep. into the real world. Yeah. yeah. And jet lag aside, like, I mean, it's, that's not going to be the issue. It's going to be the, okay, now what? Especially yeah. as I've been prepping for, like all the stuff I've been prepping for is all the fundamental stuff. While I'm traveling, I'll be working on my book and my, you know, working on the now year stuff. And then when I get back, you know, then it's family tr- time. Then it's, yeah. So it becomes this, there'll be no coaching calls during that time. So yeah, it's, 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 I definitely, and you, so the project you just finished is the big book, right? Isn't it? No, no, oh, that's, no, not, done, that's no. not done yet. No, the big book is what got pushed aside for this. Right. No. Well, this, that's the, the this, whole... is, this is the house thing then, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's the hilarious thing, right? Like this isn't like some, you know, big, you know, money-making endeavor, you know, this isn't something that's going to, well, I suppose in a sense it is, but, you know, this isn't something that's going to like, you know, be a hallmark of my career or really put me on the map as a writer, you know, this isn't like uh, any of that stuff. This is rehabbing a house. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's completely off the, not off the grid, but it's it's off- it is it, is off what you know i think people who know me who know you who know yeah. the circles we travel in you know when we talk about like you know big projects we're talking about books or conferences or this that and the other and you know here i am with this kind of real physical labor sort of thing right so do you, do you know the story behind the house we i've seen bits of, I, i've seen you talk about it's been a while since we've talked uh but yeah. i've seen it on, i've seen your updates on social media you basically went from a house that needed a ton of work it was a new house you just purchased wasn't it well yeah well we actually purchased it about four years ago right and got kind of the the big rocks yep <laughs> Out of the way first, the the big rocks uh, in the house being the uh, the mechanicals, electrical, and plumbing, right? So, mm-hmm. like, you know, the HVAC and all that stuff. And then kind of lost momentum after that. Um, 
for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is that uh, rehabbing houses and building stuff and handyman sort of stuff is just not my expertise. It's not my, not anything. I I hear you there. (laughs) Right? Yeah, exactly. I hear you there. Like not knowing kind of how to proceed or who to hire or what and whether or not we could afford hiring anyone or whatever. It just all kind of stopped me in my tracks. Fast forward to around end of, uh, end of September, beginning of October. And, uh, our, a, f- a good friend of ours who actually did the plumbing work on the house. Cause he's a plumber, um, said, Hey, my brother, Carrie is a, kind of a handyman general contractor. And he's, in between jobs right now. Now, in this area, finding a good handyman or contractor is like finding a vein of gold. Yeah. Right? They they just there 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 are plenty of them. They're just always so busy. And that was part of the issue as well. And so I said, you know, oh yeah, sure. You know, let me talk to him. You know, and so Carrie came over and took a look. And he's like, Yeah, I could we could totally do this together, you know, especially if it's you and me. And, you know, if you're kind of working alongside and I can show you how to do some stuff and you'll learn something and, Hey, I'll get, you know, I'll have some business here where I'm in this weird down period. And it was a win-win for everybody. And so basically that set up suddenly at the end of September unplanned as part of my kind of year, um, that this is what's going to be my full-time job for at least the next three to four months. Um, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> it, it, you know, um, I literally was working eight to 10 hours a day, uh, every day, including weekends, um, on, on this. Um, and we took a house that we purchased for $7,200 <laughs> And uh, all told, probably put at the, you know, we haven't crunched the final numbers, but I'm guessing forty-five to 50000 into it. And, uh, you know, it's sitting value right now is about 120000 Wow. And uh, we're not going to sell it. We're going to own it, you know, as, you know. Because everyone needs three houses, I suppose. <laughs> and don't even get me started on the second one. Um, and uh, and yeah, so we're gonna uh, we've rented it out. We've got a lovely uh, young lady who's a daughter of a longtime friend of ours uh, staying there, and she's got a roommate with her, and uh, they've got a fantastic bargain on a on a house that they can rent uh, that's close to a hospital because she's planning on studying to become a nurse and she's hoping to get her residency at that hospital that literally is a block away. And so it's a win-win for everybody, Um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, incredibly rewarding. Uh, Certainly something that now I won't be so, you know, afraid of. And in fact, I, I kind of miss it in a way. Um, there's something yeah. nice about working on something that tangible, mm-hmm. like a physical thing as opposed like a, to digital. Yeah. 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 And, even, even when you're writing a book, like, yeah, you'll get a print copy of it and that'll be right. like, that's the next, probably the next phase of, but to build something, 
I've been thinking, like I've been reading about Nathan Berry and how he took up woodworking. That was one yeah. thing that I, and I, you know, I've been thinking about doing something like that. Nathan Waldman's tiny house. I mean, even though we have, um, taken over the basement in our house and I have an office down here. I mean, every time my mother-in-law comes to visit, one of the kids gets displaced a little bit, right? Because we only have a total of four rooms that people could sleep in, well, three rooms, plus my office. So I've always kind of still hinted to to Anne that we should maybe look at still building an outdoor office for me or someplace where we could, even an outdoor, like, you know, sleeping area for somebody if they wanted to come by, something like that. Yeah. And she's yeah. still very hesitant about that. But I, I keep thinking about it because we have this corner of our lot. We don't have a big lot. We have this corner of our lot that basically sits unused. And, I, you know, I mean, we could build under 100 square feet. We don't need a permit to do yeah. that. And just yeah. build something there that's nice and tiny. And uh, if you build a loft in it, then you could have a place for somebody to sleep if you wanted to. But yeah. that could be my office. Or, you know, I mean, it, it, it that kind of thing, it, it's still something that I've wanted to work on. Uh, yeah. Like with someone, obviously with somebody experienced. Um, yeah. But you always hear this. And I guess this is probably something I can we can discuss. Is the whole trading, like, I don't mow my lawn as much as I used to. Because somebody else who really likes mowing lawns will do it for me instead, and I can write during that time. But right. there is something, I think, to be said for picking and choosing those spots, especially when it comes to something that is like what you just did. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, I mean, and what's, what's hilarious about what you're saying is that, you know, now that I'm in this period where I, I don't have this sort of thing to look to work on, you know, I've actually been kind of thinking through the same thing. Like, you know, hmm, that space back there would make a lovely little writing cottage. You know? Yeah, yeah. And hmm, let's see, you know, and uh, literally, so now that I have the experience and I kind of know how to, how to build these things and to build them properly and kind of know how easy and how difficult it is, you know, but I at least kind of know the pieces of it and kind of know the cost. I'm, I sit back and, you know, think to myself, yep, we could do it like this and I could do that and I could save money this way and wow, oh, you could do this, you know, and you know, I pretty much have put the, this thing together in my mind for about a thousand. Mm -hmm. Yep, <laughs> um, probably a little bit over that. Probably about two thousand uh, when it was, uh, you know, all said and done. We always underestimate these things, but um, you know, because you never just stop at the. Have you ever looked into fasting and thought, "I love the benefits, but I can't go days without eating." Well, that's where Prolon comes in, transforming the fasting experience with a plant-based nutrition program that tricks your cells into thinking they're fasting without actually having to stop eating. Developed through decades of research at the University of Southern California Longevity Institute, Prolon is not just another diet, it's a scientifically backed program designed to support your body's natural processes. Now keep in mind, this isn't about cutting out food, it's about providing your body with the right nutrients to enter a fasting state while still eating. The program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all carefully designed to support healthy blood sugar levels, cardiovascular health, and even reduce abdominal fat. And the convenience? That's unmatched. Everything you need comes in one box delivered right to your doorstep. Thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon for its health benefits, backed by Nobel Prize winning science. So if you're looking for a way to kickstart your health journey with all the benefits of fasting and none of the hunger, 
Prolon is the answer. And right now, Prolon is offering a Productive Conversation listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash timecrafting for this special offer. Again, that's prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. Check it out today. Ever caught yourself marveling at the seamless magic of everyday tech, like how noise-canceling headphones block out the world or the sheer bliss of meeting-free Fridays? Now imagine if there was a way to bring that kind of magic into selling online. Well, guess what? There is, and it's called Shopify. From the moment you decide to launch your online shop to opening your first physical store, and even when you're pinching yourself because, yes, you just hit a million orders, Shopify is there to guide your growth. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or the latest productivity tools, Shopify supports you everywhere with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. The checkout, oh, it's a breeze for your customers, converting up to 36% better than other platforms. And with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered assistant, you're selling more with way less effort. And you won't be alone in your Shopify journey because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., supporting giants like Allbirds in Brooklyn and millions of entrepreneurs across 175 countries. Their award-winning support is always there, making sure businesses that grow, Grow with Shopify, and yours can be one of those businesses. And for those looking to level up, Shopify's endless integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to chatbots ensure your business is always ahead of the curve. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash timecrafting now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash timecrafting. You, you don't stop at just framing out the no. shed. No, you, yeah. I mean, you're, yes. uh, you know, you're like, oh, I need some bookshelves. Right. Oh, yeah. No, I would want, like, I could tell you right now, I would want an entire wall of bookshelves, like yeah. just an entire wall. I'd go with a standing desk built right in, like yeah. a, fo- a fold away. So you could fold it down if you wanted to. Um, I would go with, I have, I have the perfect, like, I have the ideal one in my head, you know, and I've always, I've always been looking for it. And it's just a matter of, um, you know, and there's lots of places where you can get like reclaimed windows and things like that. But then you, you know, the, always, the, the concern is, well, does it get too cold? Do you want to use for, you know, like, so you get, I mean, but it's something that's been in my head for a while and it hasn't gone away. Even after we did the renovations, my wife's like, finally, he's going to be happy with his office. I do like my office. Don't get me wrong. But, but it's like, you know, she should have known better. She should have known better. <laughs> she should have known better. She's like, oh man, I, unless she does something with that corner while I'm traveling, I'm still going to come back and see it every single, you know. Uh, and then there's other things like we were at um, yesterday, uh, you know, we're recording this on like early February. Yesterday was we a holiday in British Columbia called Family Day, and they have it across Canada. Ours just happens to be the second week of February, where everywhere else in Canada is the third week of February, uh, which is just weird. But, um, we went to uh, out, out to Sydney, which is a, a place that's close to where the ferry drops people off as they're coming from the mainland. It's a very sleepy town, a lot of retirees, and uh, you know, we're, there's it's near where the airport is, and there was this like kind of trade show of sorts to highlight what Sydney has to offer. And there's the Victoria Flying Club. Now, the other day, 
And again, this is, I think this is interesting because I want to talk a bit about your book too, The Mindfulness for Mere Mortals, because I just finished reading it as well. But I've been thinking about like a friend of mine uh, who I used to work for. Uh, he he's, he flies. He's a he's a licensed pilot. And <laughs> the weekend this past weekend, he said, "I want to fly to Nanaimo for breakfast. Anyone who wants to pitch in five or ten bucks for gas, we'll do it and we'll come back." And I missed like I you know me, I'm not a morning person, so I totally missed the cut. But but it got me thinking. That's pretty awesome that you could fly to Nanaimo, for, like land at the airport go to breakfast and then get back no. in your plane because it's a, it's a, like it's only about an hour and a half drive but to yeah, fly there would be like 20 minutes right yeah. so i i thought you know i've been thinking of, and i it's something i have flown a plane before with him in i mean i've been up in, the, in his plane before and with my daughter my my this before colton was born and my wife were in the back and i he actually gave me the uh, the 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 stick for a while and i got to fly the plane it was pretty cool um and i thought you know I've thought about that before. Now it's not, now keep in mind, learning to fly is not cheap. Um, But I was at this trade show and we're walking around and lo and behold, who's got a booth there or a table there, but the Victoria Flying Club. And I thought, you know, I'm going to pick up their information now so I have it. Because it's going to cost, I think it costs like $5,000 for the full, which is not a lot. Like it's a lot of money when you. It's not unattainable. It's not unattainable. Right. And you get trained in a Cessna and all that stuff. And then, uh, you know, and it's funny because my wife's like, better make sure our life insurance will, you know, you avoid our life insurance if you start to fly a plane. I'm like, ah, I don't know. We'll have to look into that. But anyway, it's just like those those thoughts come to mind and they fall completely outside the realm of what you and I, like our, what we talk about online, like you saying about building, you know. And I mean, the same thing with the working out I've been doing, the Whole30, which Courtney Carver turned me on yeah. to. Um, I'm on day 22 now. You guys are crazy. Yeah, go ahead. I'm on day 22. <laughs> no, but seriously, I've lost. I had to go. I got a physical done. And okay. the doctor, I he he accidentally told me how much. Uh, and it was last week I got a physical done. And uh, I was halfway through the program. And he told me, he goes, oh, you weigh 183 pounds. When I started, I weighed 198. I lost 15 pounds in basically 15 days. Now, again, I went from like beer barbecue soda pop all that stuff to like just whole like no legumes no dairy no gluten no nothing and no processed foods and that's how much weight i lost and now i'm yeah. doing this program for the dad summit they call it the the smarty smarty pants vitamins is doing it with a coach i know in vancouver and i'm on day four of that today and uh i'm i'm seeing some results so but i i don't normally i mean i haven't tweeted much about it i've facebooked privately about it but yeah. I think you get to a point where the stuff that you do that's the big thing, like the the thing you're known for, it's nice to pepper it with the stuff that you're not really you known know, for. Wow. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. We'll get to the, like the, the Sure, yeah, but I think stuff. it relates to mindfulness for sure, but yeah, anyway. Well, but here's something I've been trying to wrestle I've been wrestling around in my head with kind of how to put out there and where it belongs, but this idea that sometimes you need to build things and do things kind of offline and private that no one's going to see, yep. you know, don't just like, so, <laughs> uh, boy, this is going to get out there. People are going to go looking for it, but like, <clears throat> uh, so I've been like writing this newsletter <laughs> mm-hmm. that nobody knows about. I'm going to say, I haven't seen a newsletter. <laughs> Because it's got no subscription. There's no subscribers. 
right? I'm doing it just to see kind of how, like, if I were to make this a regular part of my life, how would this look? What would I do with it? You know, and my, the reason I haven't put it out there is because it keeps being like other people's newsletters and I don't necessarily want that. Right. 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 You know, but there's so many great newsletters that I read on a regular basis and I admire and they can't help but kind of seep into my consciousness. And so name some, name some yeah. for some people who are listening, like, name oh, some. Uh, okay. So Austin, uh, Austin Cleon's uh, newsletter where he sends out every Friday, he sends out 10. Mm-hmm. I subscribe to that show one too. Sort of links, and that's great. Um, uh, oh God, what's his name? Matthias. Oh, jeez. Oh, I'm going to screw up the poor guy's name. But um, what I really like about his newsletter, hold on, I'm looking it up. Sure. In mail app. Um, um, but what I really like about his newsletter, it's Matthias Jacobson. Mm-hmm. And name of his newsletter is Think Clearly. And what I love about his newsletter is mm-hmm. it's all handwritten and drawn. Oh, um, cool. So basically he takes a, a page of a large moleskin mm-hmm. and just does one short thing on there and scans it in and sends that out. That's cool. That's and it's different. All, it's just wonderful. It's just this wonderful dose of greatness uh you know every week um you know garrick's uh garrick van buren's expand newsletter which is a subscription newsletter but the really neat thing is garrick tweets regular kind of ideas out on twitter and based upon whatever idea for the week gets the most retweets and likes and favorites and whatever else hearts whatever we're calling it these days um he counts all those up whichever one gets the most he expands on that topic. So, you know, it's kind of just a general 140-character idea, but he then goes on to write three or four or five paragraphs about. I imagine James Shelley is probably on your list, too. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, James Shelley's... Uh, um, the the I can never pronounce it right, the Kesura letters, yeah. um, has long been... You know, at least when it was daily, it was a uh, every every day, every morning. I'd pretty much start my my day with it. Mm. But he's, I got to warn people about him because he's so deep, smart and deep <laughs> and intellectual, yeah. right? Oh yeah, you know? and a lot of the stuff he writes about is like stuff from like the Roman philosophers and yep. you know things like but it, that. It's interesting Just, because he's uh, he I mean before Ryan Holiday started writing and Tim Ferriss started t- writing about this stuff, James was writing about it. Yeah, James was writing about like it. Like years, years ago. Years before Tim Ferriss got on the whole Seneca uh, and all that stuff. Yeah. And all that stuff and, and Marcus Aurelius and such. You know, James Shelley was writing about that stuff years and years ago. Yep. So yeah, he's great. I mean so my point being is this. I've been writing one. I, I've, I've now written several. Mm-hmm. I've never sent them. No one has subscribed to it. You can go subscribe to it if you can find it, but you probably, well, you could probably take some guesses. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as to what service and, you know, stick my name at the end of it, you'll find it. And mm-hmm. you'll subscribe. But I, I'm not pressing send on anything. And, I guess this gets, I want to wrap back around to my point, which is I do it to experiment. 
Yeah. Just to play around with the idea of like, if I did this, what would it look like? Maybe if I stumble upon a, you know, if I stumble upon something, yeah, this feels good. This feels right. Oh yeah. Okay. There could be a a thing here. Uh, Then I'll like announce it and send it out and give it a shot or whatever. But you need that time to just play without an audience to just work stuff out, you know, to just mm-hmm. build stuff for the sake of building it, for the sake of practice, for the sake of just saying, I don't know what this looks like. I think we're we're so quick in this world to launch and to share and to ship and to, you know, get it out there that oftentimes we put things out there that are half-baked or we put things out there that we're kind of, that could have been better if we had just allowed some time to play. Yeah, we're quantity over quality in a lot of ways. Yeah, so it's it's funny. Know. Have you read Adam Grant's new book, Originals, yet? No, you should. It's there's a lot of what you touched on there, like the idea of, I mean, as soon as you mentioned Matthias's news, I'm like, oh, that's totally what Adam Grant would talk about in Originals. I mean, if you've read Give and Take, right? If you, I've not, I've not read it, but I know uh, Cal Newport's talked about Adam Grant a number of times, um, and I know yeah. you like Cal's work too. So. Yeah, no, I, 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 I haven't. I'm, I'm sorry to say it's, it's brand new. It's only come out. I just read, I just read it. That's one of the things I've really been focusing on doing. It's funny. I was talking to my daughter about this as we were walking to school today, and we we're just talking. Talking about, and I've written about this too, about and even spoken on my uh, Patreon edition of the podcast about the idea that, like TV, I mean, once the football season ended, and even before that, I was whittling my TV time down to you know under ten hours a week, and I mean that to me was a big deal because there were times where I was watching more of it because it was just it was there and it was on the back. Like I would watch pro wrestling and stuff like that, and and now I just I have it when if I ever want to watch it I can, but I've been more deliberate about that and I've been reading a lot. I have as of this recording, uh, I have read ten books since the middle of January. I'm so jealous. But it's it's because I had. But the only way you can do that, though, and this is something that that people are like. Well, how how do you have fine time? Like you let go of other things. Yeah, you, say, you 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 make the time. You you make the time. You say, okay, you know what? I am going to, um, I, and and you set up um barriers or parameters that that kind of push you in that direction. So, like for example, in your in your book, you talk about the idea of um. Uh, you know, meditate, meditations, mindfulness for mere, mere mortals. When you talk about meditation, yes. and I've been using Headspace for about the past six days straight. I've used it off and on before, but lately I've been doing it because meditation is part of this program I'm doing. And I've been, I have gotten in in the first four days, I felt so much better. I felt great after every single time. But on the fourth day, where he's where where um, I'm using Headspace, so it's guided. He says, "Let your mind wander," and my brain's like, mm, "Got nothing to wander to." Like the brain is literally <laughs> starting to train itself to focus on the moment, on the breath, on that stuff. And I think one of the things that people, you know, I mean, for me. I think that idea of capturing stuff as it comes to you, not when you're in meditative state, but when you're not in a meditative state is so critical so that you can actually be mindful and meditate because I can sit and it's the same thing with reading. I can sit and meditate now. And if something is comes to mind, it's something I've already recorded somewhere in all likelihood, like the idea in your book, you talk about the Facebook RSVP that's already been recorded somewhere. Like that's already down in, in Todoist or Asana or wherever the hell you're going to put it. Um, so, well, and that was the whole point. Sure. I mean, Ever found yourself deep in a project, your flow state so intense that the world around you just fades away? That's the magic zone where ideas take flight and your work truly comes to life. But what if 
In a blink, it could all disappear. Hard drives fail, coffee spills, and yes, even the dreaded accidental delete happens. But fear not, because CrashPlan has your back. Don't wait for disaster to strike. Head over to CrashPlan.com slash TimeCrafting now for a free trial and secure your creations with their limited time buy one, get one offers. Supporting our sponsors means supporting this podcast, so take a moment to check them out. CrashPlan is the superhero of cloud-based data protection, specifically designed for people like us who live and breathe their digital creations. CrashPlan ensures that every file, every idea, and every piece of hard work is safely backed up and protected. With CrashPlan Professional, you get unlimited backup for your computers, not servers or cloud apps, just pure essential data protection for PC, Mac, and Linux. This means your business plans, designs, music, and documents are continuously encrypted and updated in their secure cloud without you lifting a finger. Imagine this, your laptop takes a dive during a late night work session. With CrashPlan, it's not a disaster, it's just a minor hiccup. Their service runs quietly in the background, safeguarding every change you make every 15 minutes. And if the worst happens, your files are just a few clicks away from being restored with unlimited version retention acting as your personal time machine. For businesses, CrashPlan's multi-tenant capabilities are a game changer. Buy as many licenses as you need, manage them with ease, and let your team or your IT admin restore data seamlessly, saving precious time and resources. So go to CrashPlan.com TimeCrafting now to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited buy one, get one offers for a productive conversation listeners. That's CrashPlan.com TimeCrafting. Back up better with CrashPlan. You know, of of Dave of GTD. I mean, at its very basis, yep. the idea was to clear your head of all this stuff so that your head has the time, the the room to breathe, as it yep. were. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so for reading, I just said, I want to read more. Okay, how do I make that happen? Well, I'm going to read uh to I, I know I get bored easily. Yep. Uh, by one book. So how do I do it? Well, what if I read alternating books on given days? Okay. Uh, my wife's like, you should read some fiction. I'm like, I'm not ready for fiction yet. I don't really, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really like, I don't really like, I mean, I enjoy reading fiction, but that was the thing like, and she's the opposite of me. She says, I can't read nonfiction because she went to university and that's all she read for a long period of time was right. nonfiction. My wife is the same way. She reads to escape. And so yes. she doesn't read to learn. She reads to escape. And I read to learn. So yep. I said, uh, so I said, well, if I have two alternating books, so what I've done is I have in Todoist, I'll put like uh, in my library, my paper library now has separated books I've read, books I haven't. And so I will have a book that's actively being read, which will have a bookmark in it. But the one that's next on the list, I just slightly slide out from the shelf. That's the one I know I'm going to read next. And I actually have in my task app, and this is, people are going to say that sounds really rigid, but I say read, like right now I'm reading Quiet by Susan Cain. Mm. And uh, I just started reading um, You Are Not a Gadget by Jacob Lanier. So though, Both great. Yeah. Both fantastic. So I'm halfway through Quiet. I just finished reading Chris Gillibo's new book, Born for This. So the next one on the list was Jacob. And I actually have a task called Read Jacob. And I have it, you know, reading is the is the mode that I need to be in to do it. And I want to read each, at least for 25 minutes per night or per, per, per session, I guess, on this. But the other thing I have is I have an audible uh, book that is constantly going in the background. So, like, that's the thing that I will read during dish time or whatever when I'm walking to pick up the kids or when I'm walking back from picking up the kids. So I am essentially reading three books at a time, but they're 
they're segmented out in a way that makes them digestible. And, you know, and on Audible, I can bookmark things. If, like the Audible app has a thing where you can say, oh, I really like that point. You hit the bookmark button. Of course, on, on you know, uh, in paper books, I dog ear like crazy. Uh, and, you know, if I'm reading, um, you know, I was reading your book, I highlight it, right? So, yeah. I mean, I think that if you, again, if you set up parameters and you are, you make a concerted effort, like your intentions are, I want to read more, and then you... F- carve out ways to pay attention to that, then you don't have to think about it as much. It just happens. Like my goal right. was to read 50 books this year. I've read 10 already. Right. So, I mean, if I keep up this pace and we're what the middle, we're this f- basically the first, well, second week of February, if I keep up this pace, I'm going to hit close to a hundred books. Yeah. Well, but here's, here's another thing about that, that I think, um, you know, people don't think about, you know, think about how many times you're, you know, you're in a checkout line, you know, you got the person with a hundred groceries ahead of you, mm-hmm. you know, and you're maybe four or five of those people and you know, you're going to be standing there a while and you pull out your phone yep, and you start checking the Facebook or the Twitter or the, you know, what have you. Um, <clears throat> Other people's stuff. Other people's stuff. Um, <laughs> it's, it's 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 funny. Uh, uh, the uh, so uh, <clears throat> so mindfulness for mere mortals is a um, a living book. It's a living guide. In other words, it's not done yet. The thing that you buy is like a portion of what it's going to eventually be. What you're buying now is 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 you're buying the you know kind of the first third of it and i plan on releasing updates as i write more stuff um and i've written more stuff and a new update will you know <laughs> knock on wood come out uh towards the end of this week but um one of the things that i'm writing about is uh you know uh, the title of the next chapter is are you down with opp <laughs> <laughs> other people's problems yeah right um, because that's really what it comes down to, right? We we want to go and read about other people's problems, whether that be, uh, you know, the person who's having a really bad day at work or the person who's having a hard time with their kids or, you know, the people that are dying in wars on the other side of the world or, you know, the, the you know, the, the politicians who can't stop repeating the same phrase over and over again. You know, I mean, you know, these are all other people's problems that were so... Um, attracted to because it allows us to avoid our own. No, uh, but I digress. Uh, so uh, my uh, a local guy I, I follow on Twitter, he's a friend, Kevin uh, D. Hendricks, actually wrote a book uh, called 137 Books in One Year, How to Fall in Love with Reading. And it's just is chock full of just wonderful advice, kind of a lot of it head slapping, no duh sort of stuff, but still head slapping, no duh sort of stuff that you're not doing, right? Mm-hmm. Not you, Mike, but you and the general public, you know, that we generally don't do. You know, one of the things he said was, well, instead of taking my phone with me everywhere, I replaced it with a book. Yep. Whatever book I was reading. You know, and that's why I tended to read a lot of like trade pack paperbacks because in the winter I could stick it in my coat pocket and it mm-hmm. would fit, you know, and I could, if I'm in the grocery line, I'd take out my book and start reading. If I was, you know, at the, at the car wash, I, you know, 
while they're washing my car, I'd take my book and start reading. You know, I'd go to the bathroom. My book would come with me. I would, you know, the book literally came with me everywhere the same way we do with our phones. Yep. You know, how did I read 137 books in a year? Anytime I had the chance to read, I read. It's really as simple as that, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, and I, I love that. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, that's kind of the main takeaway. Replace your smartphone with a good book. Because if, you know, if you're doing, you're probably doing that with your phone already. You may not even be conscious of, you know, the amount of time you're spending there. But the same thing is true with meditation, right? Yeah. This is not something that you necessarily have to carve out a half hour, 20 minutes, an hour of your day. No. This isn't a yoga class that you're going to have to, like, you know, go to when it's happening. And, you know, I mean, all those things are great. I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying that, once again. Are you stuck in a grocery line? Then you have two minutes to meditate. Yeah. Have, you know, and that's, you know, two minutes can be highly beneficial, especially in situations where you're normally stressed or anxious or impatient. Two minutes can take all that and throw it all away. By the way, when I, when I read the grocery store stuff that you mentioned in your book, I kept thinking about the David Foster Wallace video that's on Vimeo called For This yeah. Is Water, which is so yes, good. Yes, which is great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that in the, in the show notes. Now, one of the things I, I want to mention is that I've been doing these Sunday morning walks since the start of the year. And mm. it's funny. When I did them, I just wanted to go and get outside and clear my head. I didn't realize until probably the third or fourth time, maybe the third time, that I was meditating. Like I was yeah. literally walking and it's because i was reading things like um i was again i read cal newport's deep work talks about carl john going for his walks oh mason curry's daily habits which is another great book Re you know they would go for their walk and i'm like this is something i should probably do well what happened was is that you know and i just walk around my neighborhood and i know you have a beautiful neighborhood that you can walk around oh, i'm course. sure you do yeah. the same thing but for me i'm walking around and i'd get home and i'd think that only maybe 20 minutes have passed by 40 minutes, an hour. Oh, yeah. Like you just, oh, yeah. as long, and, and all I have going on is I don't, my smartphone's in my pocket. I'm playing a music mix called Contemplation that has songs that have meaning to me. So they're my wedding song, uh, my song that represents my daughter, my son, and then other ones that resonate with me. And they are, um, they are, that's what I, that's what I do. And yes, thoughts come and go. Sometimes I will actually record an idea that may have come to mind, but I have the ability to do that really quickly by just going, you know, remind me to do this and then that's it. So yeah. it, it, it's, it's because well, we can do that. And, and it's, yeah. it's, it's not that, I mean, even with Headspace as it's 10 minute meditations that I'm doing, but it doesn't feel like 10 minutes. It feels well, like it, it just doesn't. Well, I mean, and that's you know, one of the things I try to point out in the book is that, you know, at first, when you're first doing it, 10 minutes will seem like 10 hours. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's normal. That's okay. You know, I, I think that if there's any purpose to this book at all, it's kind of trying to put across to people that, for instance, with the walking, right, mm -hmm. there are many in the you know, Buddhist community and the mindfulness community that would vehemently argue, no, that's not a meditation. Right. No, no, no. Because walking meditation is a very specific thing. And if you've ever been to Shazen at a, uh, a Shazen at a, uh, at a Buddhist temple <clears throat> or, you know, a Buddhist space, you know, uh, uh, 
gathering, what have you, and they're doing walking meditation. It's, it's kind of hilarious to watch because it literally looks like a whole room of people who have gotten stuck in some slow motion warp. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious, right? I mean, because it is very slow, methodical walking where you're sensing every kind of, you know, you're trying to be in touch the same way that you're in touch with your breath as you're meditating. You're trying to be in touch yeah, with that's, the that's bottoms of your feet and you know with the cadence of the feel of your arms and i mean it's just like people who have literally been trapped in like some sci-fi slow motion death ray um (laughs) you know and they will say no that's walking meditation right well there's degrees here right yeah sure that is officially like walking meditation as prescribed by you know buddhist teachers for eon and then there's nothing yep Right. So I'm not going to knock the guy who's taking a walk in his neighborhood, who's in touch with what's going on around him, who's just enjoying the surroundings and the and the feel of a beautiful day or, you know, the, the, the architecture as he's passing by or the birds as they're singing in the trees or the squirrels as they're playing around. Yeah, I'm not going to begrudge that guy because the alternative is nothing and that that's in between that and the walking meditation and that that counts too. I think so. And it's, it's so the, to the last one, not this previous Sunday walk, but the one before, three deer in our in, in our neighborhood. Just, I, I I was walking, and I literally was probably about three feet as I walked by because I wasn't totally paying attention. Um, and I'm like, oh, there's one, two, three deer right there, and they're just calmly eating their thing. I mean, obviously, there's been some some uh, invasion of their space, so they're like, yeah, we're coming into town to eat. And I watched them for a good 15 minutes. And they're not doing the whole 30. No, they're, no, they're definitely not doing the whole 30. But but one of the things that 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 like Cal Newport talks about in deep work is the idea of productive meditation. He says that's what he would do is he would go for a walk and think about his problems and do that stuff or just focus on, but focus on one problem, not, not a bunch, just one. And I think that that's important. Now I want to touch on something that when you were talking about like checking Facebook and stuff like that, when I was reading um, originals and I've read a few other books that talk about empathy as well. Do you think that, that, I mean, do you think that checking Facebook and, and looking at that stuff, other than taking our minds off our own stuff, because it's easier in a lot of ways, it also is a way to possibly have a passive form of empathy towards the world? Like it's almost like an artificial, it's like a dose of... of active. active. Yeah, you think it's active? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know... Because there's not it, much I'm you can... I'm not saying it, it is I guess all it, active. I guess it can it be. Can. Yeah, I guess it can be. Like if somebody's having a rough day, you can message yeah. them on Facebook saying, oh man, sorry to hear that things are rough. So I think that that that, that ultimately that some of this stuff on Facebook, not all, but allows humans to do, to, to you know, express their empathy, which in some cases, well, it's, it's the most human thing, one of the most human things we can do, right? Yeah, well, and once again, that's something else I'm kind of addressing in this part of the book. Because I've actually, you know, so the, the part of the book I've been working on uh, here in Silence and Secret um, before releasing it to the world, knock, knock, knock at the end of this week. Mm-hmm. Um, keep saying that because I'm telling that to myself. Um, <laughs> um, is is that kind of duality, right? That, you know, I, I don't want to give the appearance I'm just knocking this stuff because, because I've seen lives saved. Yeah. On, uh, I mean, no joke. Mm-hmm. You know, people who were so depressed and so low and so sure that their life was over and nothing 
And, you know, someone, you know, DM'd them, reached out, said, you know, hey, shoot me your number real quick. Let's talk, you know. And, you know, you talk to that person and, you know, and that person, it kind of turned things around, helped to put things in a better perspective. And now they're not thinking of slitting their wrists, right? I mean, it it sounds trite and it sounds like, oh, no, that never really was happening. But no, it's it's there. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it too. I've seen it too. And so, yes, as easy as it is to knock these things, it's also um, incredibly easy to look and see the connections and the good that they can do. And ultimately, what I'm arguing is to be careful of which one you're doing. You know, be careful, be mindful about why you're there yeah. and what you're looking for. Are you looking, are you there to look for those opportunities that you can lend a hand, that you can reach out, that you can be a friend, that you can touch someone? Or are you there to just rag on the latest politician? Or or are you just there because there's an opportunity to be there when it may not be the most opportune time for you to be there? Because that's the the other thing is people go, well, maybe I should be on Twitter all the time because what if somebody's trying to – I'll follow the hashtag, you know, whatever to make sure that I – you know, I mean, it's very easy to stay in those places because – and I think the – other than empathy, I think the other reason that people go to this thing is because it gives them triggers. It gives them prompts to create action as opposed to looking inward to go, oh, that thing. I was just reading, um, and again, Blinkist is another great tool for for getting books in quick digestible bits. So if you're somebody that's looking at your phone, grab Blinkist and, and read those because at least then you're getting like the the kind of Cole's notes of a book or Cliff's notes rather. Sorry, Cole's notes is Canada. Cliff's yeah, notes. Sorry. Cliff's notes of the book. And then you can decide if you want to want to buy it. I just, this just happened with the Daniel Kahneman's Thinking Fast and Slow. I've not read that yet, but I read the blink. I'm like, oh, that's fascinating. There's the 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 the, the st- step one of the brain, step two. And some of the stuff he's talking about is fascinating. But the idea of triggers of of, you know, catalysts that kind of say, okay, you know what, I'm going to go on Facebook right now because I don't want to make a decision on what to do next, or I haven't made a decision. I haven't created this boundary. So now I'm just going to go on Facebook and see what's going on because that will, it's the same thing with email that will, that will move me forward, but it may not move you forward in the direction that you want to go. Meditation on the other hand does the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and You know, but I think what meditation does is that it allows you to kind of step back, clear the mind, Mm. you know, clear the space in the same way that you need to kind of make that room after a big project to kind of figure out where you are and what's going on and kind of what the next thing is that you kind of need that breathing space after a vacation you need that breathing space every single day. You need that breathing space to be able to just stop doing anything and to just focus on on your breath or just focus on the sounds you hear or just focus on anything other than the myriad of things calling for your attention, the myriad of things that you could be doing or should be doing or want to be doing, and just to say none of that None of that can't get can get solved right this second, and so I'm just going to clear my head to allow myself to be open when a solution comes, and 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 that is incredibly freeing and powerful. 
Um, and I think something that we are sorely missing uh, in this world, and if I'm writing this book for anyone, it is for the person who believes that they just don't have the time, that they just don't have the capability, that they can't sit still for more than five seconds without feeling like their head's going to explode. And to let them know that not only can you, but if you can do it for five seconds, that's a start. That's something. That that has value. And that if you can do it for five seconds, maybe you can do it for six. Maybe the next time you can do it for seven. That that's a place you can build from. I think that's an excellent place to end. Patrick, where can people find you and your book online? Oh, wow. So uh, patrickrone.com is the place to find me uh, best, I suppose, these days. Uh, if you really want to get to everything, you can try patrickrone.net. Uh, but you really don't want to do that. You just want to come to patrickrone.com. You just want to look along the bottom there. I've got some useful things like a link to my books, a link to the Dash Plus system you may have heard a little bit about here and there. Go check it out. What I'm doing right now. I mean, it's all there. You just got to go and, and uh, check it out. Thanks again for joining me, Patrick. This has been awesome. Oh, Mike, always a pleasure. And any time, because, well, I have nothing else to do. I can't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks once again to Patrick for making so many appearances on this podcast and for being a great friend. You can check out this episode uh, in, you know, greater detail, the links, all that stuff. Just go to productivityist.com slash podcast 436 to make that happen. And while you're there, subscribe to the show or just do it right now from the phone or device that you're listening to. Maybe you have one of those iPods that still exist. You could do it from there as well. And that way you don't miss a single episode. You can find the past conversations with Patrick far faster, far simpler by being a subscriber. And you won't miss a, a single episode of What's to Come, which is another fresh one, as we get closer to the end of the summer months here uh, with Britt Frank. I'm looking forward to bringing that one to you next week. And I'm also looking forward to bringing you sponsors, like the ones you heard on our podcast episode today. The, the conversation Patrick and I had, you would have heard a few of them. Well, you know, if you want to check out all the sponsors, go to productivities.com slash podcast sponsors to check out all the sponsors of this podcast. That's it for this episode of this podcast. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of A Productive Conversation, reminding you to stop doing productive and start being productive.